Well, tonight we are back in our series, our, our worship night last week, and um, just back into our series on the Holy Spirit. And I just can't get away from it. I've got s- several other things that I've ready to choose from in ministry and but just can't get off of it it's vital that we stay on this and talk about it I don't know how long so we're just going to stay on it till um till God's done actually and so tonight I want to read a couple of passages of scripture actually three before I kind of get into what I want to talk about tonight, foundational passage that we've been reading probably since April when we started our series on the promised Holy Spirit on Sundays. We had that for a while, and we use this passage as Romans 8 and 14. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God, Romans 8 and 14. Verse 15 says, For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. The Spirit Himself bears witness with our spirit that we truly are children of God. And we've talked a lot this summer about the witness of the Spirit. The Spirit Himself bears witness with our spirit. We've talked uh, a lot about yielding to the Spirit. Um, another passage I want to look at and, and read, and I'm going to read out of two, or, or a verse, then I'm going to read out of two translations found in Ephesians 5 and verse 18. And it says, Do not be drunk with wine in which is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit. And the same verse in the Passion translation says, Do not be drunk with wine, which is rebellion. Instead, be filled continually with the Holy Spirit, a continuous filling of the Holy Spirit. We talked in a couple of services as we went through Scripture where on the day of Pentecost they were filled, and actually we're going to read that passage right now. I want to read it. But on that day they were filled, but then it was a few chapters later they were filled again. They were continually filled. And that's what that passage is saying. Instead be instead of being drunk with wine, which is rebellion, instead be filled continually with the Holy Spirit. Um, in Acts chapter 2, and I want to read a few verses of Scripture, um, <clears throat> and I want to show, I want to talk for a moment just about a parallel between the drinking of wine or alcohol or whatever, um, Versus the Holy Spirit and being, being under the influence of the person of the Holy Spirit. Um, as, as I've looked at the different words where it talks about wine or alcohol or whatever you want, um, it's not so much, I feel like, talking about that one thing specifically, but anything else that controls you. Anything else that would control and influence your life, and that's what we're going to talk about 
for the rest of the evening. But on the day of Pentecost, Acts chapter 2, and we've looked at this in the last few weeks and months uh, a number of times, but I just want to read through the first four verses and then the 12th and 13th verse. And I'm going to read these out of the Passion Translation. Um, You know what? I really don't want the Passion Translation. (laughs) I think that's what I did. And I don't want that. I think I want the New King James. I don't think I gave you the passion back there. Uh, I don't. I don't want it. I want the New King James. So hold on. So Acts chapter two and verse one. And when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire, and one sat upon each of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. They were filled with the Spirit, and they began to speak with other tongues. They were filled not with wine, or anything else influencing their life, they were filled with the Spirit. And when they were filled with the Spirit, they began to speak with other tongues. When they were influenced by the Holy Spirit, they began to speak with other tongues, and things began to happen. But I want you to notice what verse 12 and 13 say. So they were all amazed, the people were in that day, and everybody that was around them, they were all amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, what could this mean? There's a lot of people today when you talk about the Holy Spirit and you talk about praying in tongues and you talk about those kind of things that people are very perplexed and they don't understand it. And the devil fights tooth and nail to keep it looking confusing. He fights tooth and nail and that's what we're going to look at. Why does he work at it so hard? But notice in verse 13, others mocking said, They're full of new wine, or the best wine. They're full of new wine. So so it looked like to them that they were people that were under the influence, you know, of other types of spirits, drunk with wine. And Ephesians said, don't be drunk with wine, but be continually filled with the Holy Ghost. Now, I want you to think about a couple of things before we kind of jump into this. Um, What he said that they would be in those days, and we know that God's the same yesterday, today, and forever, that they would be witnesses in that day We're created and called to be witnesses in this day of His power and His greatness. True? We're to be witnesses of that, that that it's real and that He's real. But the truth of the matter is this. This life is hard to live sober.
mean, if we're going to be honest, either that or we could just lie. And if what I'm seeing in Scripture, the more I delve into this, the more I see in it, it's not so much, it's not that it's not talking about, you know, living a life where you're totally under the control of drugs or alcohol or anything else, but uh, you can be inebriated with sports. You can be drunk and consumed and totally influenced by hobbies, things in our lives like that. It's not easy. I'm, I'm just saying to you, it's not easy. You know, the Bible says that, that we have the potential to experience on this earth days of heaven on earth. But this ain't heaven. That's bad English, but I'm going to say it again. This ain't heaven. <laughs> yeah. Can you say amen to that? This, thank God, is not heaven. I mean, every, everywhere you look, there are people dying. There are people being murdered. There are people experiencing all kinds of tragedy and issues and, and, and fear and torment constantly throughout the planet. But we have a Savior. <laughs> and He saved us. He healed us. He delivered us. He set us free. Can you say amen tonight? And we got to know Him. And the reason that the devil fights tooth and nail to make the person of the Holy Spirit and the experiences of the Holy Spirit look bogus or look weird, look kind of freaky, is because if we all are led by the Spirit and we all hear the voice of God and we all do what He says, the devil is out of the picture. Jesus removed all His power, all His authority. Everything about, it's all removed. But the Bible says, God said, my people are destroyed because of a lack of of knowledge and of understanding to use the knowledge. That's why we preach things like this. That's why we're delivering information like we're delivering tonight. You have to hear this. You have to be able to make up your mind, but you have to learn how to take what you hear and actually apply it. That's why if I don't give you something in a practical way to apply, then what good is it? You just have a head full of knowledge. But people are suffering. I'm telling you, they're suffering. You know, <clears throat> this may not make sense to everybody, but, but this is, I, I want to say this. A lot of people 
So let's just talk about addictions for a moment. Addiction is not bad if you're addicted to the right things. <laughs> right? I, I feel like I'm an addict of God. I'm addicted to Him. I can't get enough of it. The more I get, the more I learn, the more I want. I'm addicted to it. But people, I'm just talking totally from the natural realm, okay? This is just from the natural realm. People are dying in their physical bodies because of weak immune systems, now hear me, because of addictions. One of the worst addictions today on the planet is food. And constantly feeding your body with the wrong things create a weak immune system that will attach itself to viruses and things that come. What I've noticed through the years, because I came from a family of addicts, Drugs and alcohol addicts. And what I noticed is that we all shifted our addiction to alcohol over to Bluebell. Hmm? Or we shifted our addiction to drugs, you know, to being consumed with other things like sports. So you become a sports addict and, and, and what happens is when you're influenced by those addictions, you take on their characteristics. I was a sports addict, watching every kind of sport, everything, especially growing up, football, basketball, golf. I was a golfer. I played basketball, so I was, a, I was an athlete, but I was addicted to the, the sports. And if you talk sports... In fact, when I would talk to somebody, that's all I'd talk is sports, and I knew every name of everybody that ever played anything at any time. And we'd be in competition, and so you took on those characteristics, and you could tell I was a sports addict. All you had to do is be around me five minutes, and that's what came out of my mouth. And addictions affect the body. How can being a sport sports addict weaken your immune system? Yeah. You just sit there and veg out on the TV and wherever else or at the games. And uh, how many health food bars do you see at the Spurs game? <laughs> huh? No. Nachos, cheese, hot dogs. Every kind of alcohol you can drink and everything else. Sports addict, you, you take on their characteristics. You start living that life and it, and it begins to affect your body, your immune system, and you become weak. But what if we consider ourselves Holy Ghost addicts? 
I mean, he's constantly <laughs> convicting me about something I'm trying to put in my mouth. He's constantly reminding me of my exercise routine and my daily confessions. He's constantly reminding me of the things that He wants me to do because He wants me to stay here for a long time. He wants me to live, you know, I mean, if you live to be 120 or you press past 120 and you make it to 130, if that's how long you want to live here, it's not really a long time when you think about all of eternity. But God doesn't want my life shortened because of other things. And, it, and, and hear, hear what I'm saying. I want you to catch what I'm saying. I'm not telling you to go out and figure out everything you're eating and all this kind of I'm not, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about learning how to hear from Him about what you do. Becoming addicted to Him. Becoming addicted to the person of the Holy Spirit and Him teaching you how to live this life. That's what I'm talking about. There are a lot of really bad things going on on this planet right now. And I'm telling you, I I don't care how much you know about God or you don't know about God, I'm telling you, you were created for this time. And the key to our success is Him have to know Him. You have to know Him and how to operate and live and, and, and experience what He wants you experiencing day to day. So, the enemy fights overtime. I don't, you don't hear me talking about the enemy a lot, but the Bible says don't be ignorant of the enemy's devices. And I'm saying he fights overtime against you understanding how the Spirit of God operates, what He does, what He says, and how you're to be a part and connected to everything that He's doing. So what I want to look at in these last few minutes tonight is this. God wants the manifestations of His Spirit to be seen by people. He wants you and I operating in the manifestations of the Spirit. It's what we've called the gifts of the Spirit in 1 Corinthians 12. The nine gifts of the Spirit. But the word gifts is not there. They're not gifts. They're manifestations of His nature, of who He is. He, he wants the world to see Him through those manifestations, through you and I, through people. Because, and, and, and for that to happen, we have to be baptized in the Holy Spirit with the evidence of praying in other tongues. And I'm going to say this, and then I'm going to read two or three passages of Scripture to back up what I'm saying. Because what I've realized and I've noticed is the more I pray in the Spirit, the more I'm open and aware of the manifestations of His Spirit. I'm going to say it again. The more I pray in the Spirit, 
the more my life is open to the manifestations of the Spirit. Now, I want to look at these manifestations, and it's found in 1 Corinthians 12, and I'm just going to read the first 11 verses. He says, it says this, this is in the New King James. Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, well, they're not gifts. That word gifts is, not, is omitted in the original. So he's saying, now concerning spiritual, the things of the Spirit, brethren, I do not want you to be ignorant. You know that you were Gentiles carried away to these dumb idols or thing, anything that was... That was took precedence in your life above God. However, and, and however you were led by your emotions, in other words. Therefore I make known to you that no one speaking by the Spirit of God calls Jesus accursed, and no one can say that Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. There's a lot in that, and we're not talking about that tonight. There are diversities of gifts, or these manifestations, but the same Spirit there are differences of ministries, but the same Lord, and there are diversities of activities, but it's the same God who works all in all. Now, from here on, this is what I want you to get. And he said in the beginning, he does not want us to be ignorant of these things. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. For to one is given the word of wisdom, how? Through the Spirit. How do, I, how do I open myself up and learn to yield to being used by God to have a word of wisdom for another person? The devil fights overtime to make it look weird and goofy, and there's been all kinds of goofy things with the, these manifestations that have happened through the years. And I just say the church kind of gave into it at times, but that's changing. As you, saw the, as you saw the prophet operate and speak prophetic words in the congregation on Sunday morning and night, if you weren't here, really encourage you to get and listen to those words. There are, you can go to our app and you can listen to the, to the words that were preached. They were very confirming for this body. Very important you listen in, in, to those words. But there were many of you that received words of wisdom and words of knowledge. A word of wisdom is, is a word coming from God about a person's future. You can have a word of wisdom for yourself about your future. God will show you things about your future. But many times these manifestations are to give to people about their future. The next is a word of knowledge, and words of knowledge come to tell people about things present or in the past. There were a number of you that got words of knowledge from the, the, the prophet, and those two, those two manifestations predominantly operate in someone who is a fivefold ministry pastor. I'm not into all and talking all about that tonight. I'm just I'm going somewhere and getting somewhere with this. To another faith by the same Spirit. To another, the gifts of healings by the same Spirit. To another, the working of miracles. To another, prophecy. To another, the discerning of spirits. To another, different kinds of tongues. And to another, the interpretation of tongues. These are the manifestations of the Spirit. But one and the same Spirit works all these things, 
distributing them to each one individually as He wills. Another place where we have to be able to know Him and receive from Him to know what this looks like, again, I'm saying to you, if you're baptized in the Holy Spirit with the evidence of praying in other tongues, the more you do that, the more it opens you up to being aware and being able to yield to and being used by God in these different manifestations. And the rest of the year, at different times, we're going to talk about these manifestations and what they look like and how we connect with them. The world needs to see these types of manifestations in operation, but it won't happen if we're not familiar with the Holy Spirit and we don't know how to yield to Him. So, if people need to see it, and there's not anybody sitting in here tonight that doesn't like it, why would you not like and, and want to be a part of the manifestations of the Spirit in your life and God using you for other people's lives. Everybody would want to be a part of that. But we have to understand how it operates and what its purpose is. So, in 1 Corinthians 14, I want to, I want to show you this and then I want to just, I'll remind you of several of these different manifestations as I read this. For if I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays, but my understanding, my natural mind is unfruitful. What is the conclusion then? I will pray in the spirit or with the spirit, and I will also pray with the understanding. He said, I will sing with the Spirit, I will sing also with the understanding. When I pray in the Spirit, I'm yielding to the Spirit's way of doing something. If I don't pray in the Spirit and develop that that I've received, if I don't, then my mind is open to many different ways of thinking and operating. I'm going to say it again. When I'm praying in the Spirit, he said, if, you, if I pray in a tongue, in a, in, my spirit prays, but my understanding is unfruitful. People have tried to understand God from a natural perspective. You'll never understand God with your mind. He'll seem one way, and then he's another way, and then he changed his mind about the next thing, and this appeared to be this way, and it wasn't that way. No, God's not schizo. He's one way, and that's the way he is, and we have to learn to see our minds renewed and us come to an understanding of how he operates. Can you say amen to that? So, 
When I begin to pray in the Spirit, I'm, I'm beginning to pray the will of God. I'm beginning to become empowered in my faith. I'm beginning to be more aware of what God is thinking because, because I am praying, I'm talking to God as I'm praying in another tongue. As I do that, maybe I had understanding up here, but what it does is it removes my, the thoughts in my natural mind and then gives me understanding from the Word that I need to know. I believe that this is a picture of those nine manifestations of the Spirit that God wants to see manifested in and through us. If we don't pray in the Spirit, then we're not in a place of being able to be used by God to deliver the Word of wisdom, the Word of knowledge, why would, you need, why would you need the manifestation of the discerning of spirits? Plural. Because we need to know what's God and what's not. Born again people that don't understand the workings of the Spirit of God can be born again and in their soul operate in the wrong spirit. That's why when I, when I was in the business world, I got to the point where I quit using Christians because they were some of the meanest people I'd ever come across in the business world. And why is that? Born again, have good intentions, want to see people born again and all those kind of things, but their minds are not renewed because they don't know how to pray in the Spirit. If you're not developing that understanding of praying in the Spirit, you're not renewing your mind, and you will be influenced by all kinds of, you can say, voices, but, you know, the, the, the TV has voices, the news has voices, you know, things you read have voices, information out there that goes contrary to the Word are voices, and they're trying to tell you that something's right when God's Word says absolutely the opposite. I need to know what I'm dealing with, and that's why I need to have access to the manifestation of the discerning of spirits. And the more I pray in the Spirit, the more I'm open to understanding those kind of things. What I've noticed in the last 44 years of my born-again life and 32 years of pastoring is that there are, there are a lot of Christians that have spiritual strongholds that rule and control, the, control their life, and after the kind of the honeymoon season of being born again and being in church life, they get discouraged and tired, and they get really bored. God doesn't want the kingdom to be boring. You know why? Because it's not. See, if you, think that, if you think the kingdom is boring, you don't understand the kingdom. But you'll never understand God's kingdom, His way of doing and operating. You'll never understand it apart from the Spirit of God. What, what's some of His names? Spirit of truth. The one that reveals all truth. The helper, right? The counselor. He, he's, he's our advocate. He's, he's all of these different things. The Holy Spirit is. And we need His help but we have to activate Him daily. That's why 
What we talk around here about our daily routines are so vitally important because when you're declaring and renewing your mind on a daily basis with your daily confessions, it, it gives the Holy Spirit something to reveal. He's not here to just reveal empty space, right? He's here to reveal to us the truth of God's Word so we know what's truth and what's not. And having the ability to, to discern what is working against us or coming at us, understanding that is vital and it's key to, to our success. But yielding to other ideas or the control of some of the things I talked about earlier, like, you know, yielding to the control that drugs have on you or alcohol has on you or food or hobbies or sports or whatever it is, the control that those things have, you have to get out from underneath. You have to get that off of you. And the only way you can do that is to begin in praying in the Spirit and making declaration of the Word so that your thinking changes, so that now the characteristics of those other things that want to rule and influence your life begin to fall off of you. Right? So you may go to the Spurs game and bring your health food with you. You may go, you know, because a lot of the things that controlled my life before, God, God's not there saying, okay, get rid of this, get rid of that, get rid of this, and, you know, you've got to stop this. It's not those things that are the problem. It's the influence they have on your life. Apart from God. And what I noticed is, were things that, that left my life that were damaging my life, that were shortening my life. What I've noticed is, that the more I give my time to Him and I spend time with Him and I understand His way of doing and operating, the other things just kind of fall off. I don't have time for them. I probably hadn't been to a Spurs game in five years. Maybe. Four. <laughs> but not because I can't go to the Spurs. I just, I don't have time. There's too many other things in my life that I'm, I don't even understand that. You know, I, I would have never thought, because I always thought, even to this day, someone says, well, you know, is it wrong to do that? And that's not wrong to do anything. You have the ability to do whatever God says you can do. And what's, what may not be the best thing for one person, and that somebody else can do it. So don't be judging people about what they do or how they live their lives. Can you hear what I say? We just have to connect to Him, and He'll straighten it all out. That's what He's done for me. I'm just perfect now. So, what I'm going to end with tonight is this. There's one main factor. One. Everybody say one. Hold your finger up. One. <clears throat> There's one thing that determines what you yield to. One thing. There's other things that will branch off of this. But there's one main thing that determines in your life what you yield to. Only one. You ready for it? How many? 
So get this right, and you'll find yourself yielding to the Holy Spirit. One. Not ten. One. What is it? Your tongue. Your tongue. And notice, James 3, 2. We all stumble in many things. If anyone does not stumble in word, in other words, what he says, he is a perfect man able also to bridle the whole body. Verse 3. Indeed, we put bits in horses' mouths that they may obey us, which is a small thing. Tongue is a small thing. And we turn their whole body with that. Look also at ships, although they are so large and are driven by fierce winds, they are turned by a very small rudder wherever the pilot desires it. Small rudder like the tongue. And then it says here in the, in the fifth verse, even so, everybody say even so. Even so, the tongue is a small member and boasts great things. See how great a forest a little fire kindles, or it can burn. Just the kindling, a little bitty, just a word. Um, One word based on knowledge and understanding that does not line up with God can destroy all kinds of things. But, with all your natural understanding that's trying to get you to say things and do things that are not lining up with God, you just have to get your tongue praying in the Spirit. Dang, that's, that's, a, that's a big thing. Because if you start praying in the Spirit, you're going to yield to the things of the Spirit. I'll say it again. If you pray in the Spirit... You're going to yield to the things of the Spirit. If you keep your tongue talking about everything and everybody else, talking about those, the characteristics of some of those habits that control you, it's going to weaken your immune system. You're going to be susceptible to a lot of things. And you're open to destruction. But when you learn to pray in the Spirit and get serious about it and become more and more aware of who He is in His presence and His way of doing and operating, and you're yielding to that on a day-to-day basis, now you've opened yourself up to the manifestations of the Spirit working and operating through your life. Because remember, it's as He wills. So who is he going to entrust those manifestations with? Remember it said, it's as he wills them. He's going to entrust those with people that know how to hear him. And you can't fake God out. (laughs) He knows whether we can or we can't. He knows whether we've been putting out any effort to learn that or not. God looks at the heart, not the outward. Because your heart can be changing, and it is. If you're doing anything with the Word of God, your heart is changing. 
Maybe some of the outward things haven't totally changed. You just don't quit. Just don't stop. It's changing. You're becoming who he wants you to be. You're becoming spirit-minded and, and, and spirit-yielding instead of yielding to all the other ideas and the ways of thinking in the world. I'm telling you, we live in a rough place. This is not heaven. Say, thank God for that. This is not heaven. Thank God for the times of heaven on earth. And you can live in a realm where the things don't even come near you and touch you. But it's, it's because of your connection to Him. It's not because, well, you just think you're the favorite and that everything works for you, you know, in a prideful way. Yeah, you are His favorite. But things work for you because you have a relationship with Him. When a person that has a relationship with God and knows how to pray in the Spirit and is developing that day to day, man, they're open and being used everywhere with the manifestations of the Spirit for the profit of mankind. I'm telling you, we're living in a day when people need some help. They need some help. I can't talk about the details right now, but we're in a situation where some people that we know live somewhere else are just in the throes of the life of a little two-year-old. And they don't they don't have the understanding to do something with the Word of God for the life of this child at the moment. But other people do. Can you say amen? And you have to, when you're called on something, when, when, when you're called on to step in and, and be a mediator in, in a situation like that, what you've been doing previous empowers you and prepares you because what those people need is not you. They need the manifestation of Him. And the more I pray in the Spirit and become convinced of the person of the Holy Spirit in my life, I'm open for that. And I'm telling you, I don't know about you, but this week I've been standing in the gap for about 20 different people. This stuff everywhere happening. Everywhere. And the people and the world needs to see the manifestation. And it takes you and I preparing ourselves. There's no pressure in preparation. Do you understand? It's not like you've got to be ready for the big game next Friday. You just prepare every day. You let the Word do the work. You let the Holy Spirit reveal things to you. But you've got to put the effort out to develop.